Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 39. Do you really think that? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there, welcome back to Changeable. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about something that um, sounds a little strange at first, but see see what you hear in it. So I'm leading a new group of students through the Little School of Big Change. Uh, we're at the end of week two, so it's early, early days for brand new people to this. And there was a call yesterday, I think, uh, recently where... Someone was talking about um, how horrible a feeling feels. I believe, I I don't remember all the details, but I think it was in the context of anxiety, right? And it's like this, but this feeling, but I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified of this feeling. I just think about this feeling and I worry about this feeling. And what if I feel that feeling? And what if it comes back? And, you know, just, I'm sure we can all relate in some way, but it was, it was basically down to that. It was extreme fear about a feeling. And it just struck me, this is a person who uh, has struggled with anxiety for a long time and is just starting to see it in this new way. Um, but, you know, has felt that feeling that she was so afraid of literally thousands of times, probably way more than that, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of times. So here's a person feeling a feeling, all of us, right? All of us all the time feel feelings. And she's felt this one. Now, I don't know that it's like this one, but you know what I mean? She's felt a a variation on this feeling, let's just say tens of thousands of times in her life. She's lived through it just lived right through it tens of thousands of times. It's come up, she's felt it, she's gotten all scared, freaked out about it. And either way, it's faded away and a new feeling has come up tens of thousands of times. And it really just struck me as she was sharing this with such fear and such conviction, like, no, I am terrified of this feeling and that's what's running my life right now. There's no way. Now, I mean this with the greatest respect and I and I know that what she was telling me was her honest to God experience. So she believes she's afraid of this feeling, right? This The fear of this feeling really is kind of running her life right now. It's all she can think about. It's huge, right? So I'm not saying that's not her experience, but but it's kind of like you're afraid of something that you have felt and lived through tens of thousands of times. And every single time it brings up that much fear in you again, over and over and over again, something doesn't seem right in that to me. I I mean, I think we'd at least get kind of desensitized to things, you know, like there's not much in life that we've experienced tens of thousands of times that we still have that kind of really genuine emotional reaction to. So here's here's the other side of that. Now, again, I'm not saying that's not her experience. The fear of this feeling is absolutely her experience. 
But, you know, we have these minds that talk and opine and have judgments and ha- and tell us what we're afraid of. That's not us. I mean, when your mind is quiet and you're really feeling connected with something bigger and and kind of this this expanded version of yourself that's not just this chatty computer, there's not a whole lot of fear there. There's not a whole lot of judgment, not a whole lot of opinions there. There's just this bigger space, this expansiveness where where there's more don't hang on my words here, but there's more kind of acceptance, I guess, of what comes and goes. There's more noticing of what comes and goes. And there's less, I like you, I hate you. I like this, I hate this. This is allowed, this isn't allowed. That all comes from our mind. All of that, 100%. Fear comes from our mind. It's just conditioned. It's just the way our mind talks, right? in that bigger space beyond all of our thinking and all of our opinions and fears and judgments and I like this and this one's allowed and that one's not. It's just expansiveness. There, there isn't all of that. So, so with this woman, she's just adamant, like, no, I'm afraid of it. I'm terrified of it. I can't sleep at night because of it. What if it comes back? And I could just see her and see, that's not you. You aren't afraid of it. There's no way you've lived through this tens of thousands of times and you are that upset about it. What if it's that your mind just keeps giving you that? Your mind just keeps saying over and over and over, nope, can't have that, can't have that, can't have that. That's not okay. That's scary. Don't like that. And it really kind of is like that. It's like this, this computer. It just, it's just on repeat. It just has the same opinions over and over. And it always tells us and it talks to us all the time. And what if that's not even your opinion? What if it's just the way that machine talks and we in our complete innocence and caught upness in our experience, we just think that's us. We just listen to what it says. We listen to its opinions and its preferences, very strong preferences at times and fears and demands. And, and we think we're thinking that, but we aren't thinking that. It's just what the computer thinks. So I was talking with this woman on the call and, I, and to be honest, I don't remember a whole lot about that conversation because I talked with probably 20 people on that call. Um, but a, a student in the larger Little School of Big Change community heard that and was really moved by that. Like he really heard something in that. He said that completely blew his mind to think that, oh my gosh, that's right. Like, why would we think these are our opinions and our fears and own them when logically, again, I mean, you've lived through it so many times. There's no way it has that much genuine charge. Again, I'm not saying our experience isn't that, but for us wise ones, for us as that wiser expansiveness, that bigger us, there's no way. And he was really kind of mind blown by that, which was an awesome thing to see, which made me want to talk about this here today. But, you know, it reminded me when he brought that up and we were talking about this, um, it reminded me of seeing that so many times with so many people. And the way I, I always mostly would see it as, you know, a few years ago, a a large majority of my clients were uh, people with eating disorders. And there was just such an obsession. There is sometimes such an obsession with um, 
food and body and how your body looks and weight and and all of those sorts of things, right? And I can remember so clearly, this was years ago, but I can remember. And then I just, once I saw it, I just saw it all over the place. I remember talking with a woman who's, it was so clear to me that her mind just went to scanning her body and making judgments about how she was doing. Was she okay? Yes or no? And if no, she had a whole bunch of stuff she would go through to get herself to okay. So if her weight was not okay, her body didn't feel okay to her by her mind's judgment of that, you know, all the rituals and all the unhealthy things kind of come up to, to help comfort. So, you know, that's the way it goes. Everyone with an eating disorder or eating issues has their own version of that exact same thing. But, oh my gosh, I loved this woman. I love everyone I talk with in this way, all of my clients and everyone in the school, because when when someone just shares themselves and what's going on in their heads, I mean, there's just such a, such a connection that forms because you just see them beyond all of that. So this woman in particular, I, I had talked with her for, for almost a year, I think, and and I just saw, I just loved her. She, I saw so much in her. She was so wise and so kind and so creative and so generous. And I knew that to be her. And yet 85% of every conversation we had was about how she felt in her body and that she had gained a pound or lost a pound. And one day I just, it just was so obvious and clear, like, you don't care about that. There's no way this kind, beautiful, creative, generous woman, curious, open, wise woman, there's no way that you care that much about gaining or losing a pound. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no way that's you. And she really heard something. And I said that out loud and because it just really hit me. And she really heard something in that. And it it's turned things around for her. It was the one of the big shifts that really kind of uh, led to a lot of her freedom. But, you know, think about that. I mean, the things we obsess about, not a great word, but, you know, the things our mind just goes to over and over. They're so boring in a way, you know, like, and I, again, I don't mean to, to minimize what it means to be a human in the real world and, and the things that we deal with. The things we deal with, our worries and our, our thinking about these things are so real and they still come to life within us and they can be so painful and scary, but it's the thinking about things, not the things, you know, it's, it was her thinking about oh my gosh, how's my body and is this tight or is this loose and what did the scale say? That was 100% just a place her mind traveled from the minute she woke up and it would go away from that, but she would always check back in, you know, innocently, just kind of bring her mind back there. That's all it was. It was a computer on a wonky setting. I knew she couldn't care less about in the best possible way. She was not obsessed at all with how, something like how she looks or what a number on a scale says. She was so much bigger than that and I could see it. And same with this woman who's terrified of an anxious feeling. No way, no way. And same with everyone, you know, you just see people with different things that they're caught up in. And, and again, it's, when I say it's boring, I just mean, I mean that in a really freeing way. It's like, 
that story, really? Really? I don't think so. There's no way that you really care about that. You know, there's no way that just because your mind goes somewhere all the time, that that's yours. So I don't know. I mean, see what this opens up for you. What if, and just just have it as a what if, like what if all the places your mind habitually goes, especially the places it goes habitually on repeat, and I could tell you what they are without knowing you because Minds all go to pretty much the same places. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the specifics or the details, but you know, I'm sure there's all kinds of ways in which you're measuring yourself. They're all about you, by the way, always. Um, all kinds of ways that you're measuring yourself against how you think you should be. And it's got something to do, you know, your security's at stake or your worth is at stake in your own mind. We're checking on our body, we're checking on our relationships, we're checking on our career, we're checking on our accomplishments, or we're checking on our money. I don't know, that's probably 98% of it. But whatever the specifics are, it doesn't really matter. If you really just take a step back and look, it's, it's all the same. And it's all the same for all of us, every single one of us, because it's just the way our mind talks to us. But it's so huge to consider that that's not you. It's like that little computer just says and worries about and fears and obsesses over whatever the heck it's obsessing over these days. It'll be different a year from now. And what if that's all that is? It's just its little concerns, its little judgments and opinions and worries. And just in an instant, we take that as if it's us. But really, really see that. I mean, even with preferences, you know, do you really care? I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at a a plane ticket as I say this. So the thing that just popped in my head, like, do you really care if you get an aisle seat or a window seat or a middle seat even, or is it just a bunch of thinking that says, nope, don't like that. I'm an aisle girl. I like aisles. I'm an aisle person. Really? It's a really really silly example, but. Play with this. See what it see what it opens up for you because I you know, there's so much freedom and just starting to see around some of these preferences and opinions and judgments that we've assumed all these years. Of course we did, that we've just assumed our us and ours. And what if they aren't? <laughs> 